Are you ready to take your leadership skills to the next level? Do you want to lead with confidence, inspire your team, and achieve your career goals? I'm excited to announce Lead Intuit is now offering leadership coaching. Picture this, 60 minutes of focused one-on-one coaching that will transform the way you lead. Whether you're a seasoned executive or just starting out on your leadership journey, Lead Intuit has the expertise and guidance to help unleash everyone's full leadership potential. With one-on-one coaching with me, you'll develop powerful leadership strategies, enhance your communication skills, build a high-performing team, and achieve your career aspirations. The website, leadintoit.co, is your gateway for us to work together and create a tailored coaching plan to fit your needs and goals. So don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to supercharge your leadership skills. Visit leadintoit.co, that's leadintoit.co, today. You're listening to episode seven of the Lead Into a Podcast. I'm Sarah Greco, and I have over 10 years of experience in various roles and industries. During this time, I learned just how crucial leadership is as both an employee and a leader myself. This has led me to a mission to inspire and provide resources for those who have a desire to be a leader in their field. The Lead Into It podcast is designed to help you learn how to be a leader with advice, tools, tips, and inspiration from people with all different types of background. Let's get started. On this week's episode, I wanted to kind of go a different route. Recently in my career, I've had to learn how to take a step back. So in the military, I was basically forced into a leadership role, but that's the opportunity I took as an officer. When I transitioned over to the civilian sector, I had to take a step back and become more of an individual contributor. And during this time, especially during the transition, it was very frustrating because You know, you think of yourself as somebody who's willing to take opportunities and lead, and sometimes you're in just a contributor role. And I don't mean to say just as though it's a bad thing, but that sometimes leads to frustration because especially if you've been a leader before, you know what you would have done as a leader. In the past year, I really had to reflect on this because essentially I had to learn that you can lead where you're at, no matter what you're doing. And It's almost more important to do it that way. So here are some things that I kind of learned through that experience. I hope that you take some of them away and apply them into even if you are currently a leader or if you're trying to figure out what you want to do in your career and you can lead where you're currently at. One of the things that is incredibly important to lead where you're at is to create goals and a vision for yourself. These all don't have to be career driven. In fact, I recommend that they're not. A really good method that I utilized and it's really helped me along is Rachel Hollis has a podcast, it's called Rise, and she utilizes a start today journal method and all this stuff. And it's, and I have this memorized, yes, I do. It's episode 72 of her Rise podcast. And she goes into detail on how she kind of created her goals for herself. And essentially what she does is she creates a meditation of trying to see where you're at in 10 years and kind of reflecting on that and then creating your goals from that vision or that meditation, it's a good way to kind of see really what you do ultimately want in life and reflect on 
if what you're doing actually gets you there. And that's really what goals are. They're to get you to where you want to be. It's not a goal just because you feel like you should have a goal. It's to get you to where you want to go. And the great thing is, and I know this is overwhelming, creating goals is extremely overwhelming, guys. I completely get it. I've done it. But the great thing about goals is that they can change. So as you continue assessing where you are and what you want, you can change your goals as they adjust to where you want to be. I've rewritten at least five of my goals and it might've just been a small adjustment. It might've been me realizing that as I was trying to reach it, I wasn't actually passionate about it. And it was just something that I was doing to check a box. So definitely take an opportunity to sit down, reflect, think about what you want. Yeah, it's past the beginning of the year and you like a lot of people create goals at the beginning of the year, but you can do this at any time in your life. Other thing is to seek mentors everywhere you can. I listen to podcasts almost every single day and there's a select few that I listen to consistently. Obviously one is Rachel Hollis. She's part of my inspiration and I definitely consider her a mentor. There's also the How I Built This Podcast, which is so good. There's an episode from the Rent the Runway creators. There's an episode from the Spanx creator, and it talks about where they've grown up and how they encountered obstacles. So that's a great way. And a mentor doesn't have to be somebody who's physically in the room with you or on the phone with you. You can just listen and learn from them as you can. The other thing that you can do is as you go through work and encounter people, reach out to them after you encounter them. I wouldn't do like a cold calling type of situation. In fact, that can be kind of awkward. If there's somebody who you had a great conversation with at work and you can find their email address, go ahead and reach out to them and just ask to set up 15 minutes of their time. Go for a short amount of time first, 15 minutes, just to see if you mesh because you got to see if you mesh too and you are able to learn from them. 15 minutes is very doable for most people. And I think usually people are actually honored they appreciate being asked to be a mentor because it makes them feel special too. Definitely have a pitch of some sort. Don't just reach out and say, hey, I want to learn from you. Say, hey, that conversation that we had was really, really interesting to me. I want to expand upon it and I really want to learn about your story a little bit more. Do you have 15 minutes of your time for us to sit down and just maybe grab a cup of coffee so I can learn more from you? I would also recommend uh, finding somebody outside of your organization because And even though they don't mean to, when you have somebody who's a mentor to you inside your organization and they know what's going on, what's happening, it becomes difficult for them to be unbiased. So you want to look for that neutral party that can give you their perspective on any situations you're encountering or give you any advice in a very neutral way. The other thing, and I actually learned this in the military, uh, we call them giving courses of action. So when you are talking with your leader and they ask you to do something and either you encounter some obstacles or you realize that there's multiple ways to do something or you're just not sure where to go, take it and come up with some options for your leader to choose from. Don't just go back to your leader and say, I encountered this obstacle. I don't know what to do. I highly recommend doing a bit of research. So taking an opportunity to talk to other people, maybe they've gone through the same thing or trying to figure out what that obstacle could be and how to overcome it. Providing your leader with options makes it easier for them. Now, they might choose none of your options. Just recognize that. They might not like any of them. But what it does is it prompts them to think further into the situation. And because you already provided them with some options, with some research, 
behind it, it provides them with an easier path to get to the answer that they need to get to. And yes, you can use your leader as a sounding board. And in fact, I think some of them appreciate that, but also sometimes they don't have time. They have a lot of other things on their plates. They're going from meeting to meeting. They're just trying to get through the day. And most times, if they are a high-level leader, they don't even have an opportunity to check their email. So think of it from their perspective. If you were in their seat, what would you want you to do with the situation that you had on you? Would you rather have some options provided to you so that you can make a quick, easy decision? Or would you rather be a sounding board? It is not necessarily always a bad thing, but providing options is a little bit easier and it helps make it happen. One other thing I want to leave with you is I was listening to a leader at work and they were talking about how at one point during their career, they had a leader that was just awful and they just couldn't stand them and everyone hated them. What they said they did was really kind of brilliant. And so I wanted to leave that with you as you encounter your day to day. They were like, they couldn't do anything to change their boss. Their boss was going to be the way they were. You can only control your attitude and your effort. And so that's what she did. She changed her attitude and her effort. And she basically said, well, I can't change the way that our meetings go or the decisions he makes, but I can change and make sure every single interaction that I have with everyone is positive and of value. She said that was the best decision she ever made because she had made sure with intention to make the interactions that she had so positive and of value. And I I thought that was pretty brilliant because we do, we all encounter those bosses that We just don't understand why they make the decisions they do. So what she did was she figured out what she could control and made it the best thing that she could control and made it better for everyone surrounding her. So as you're trying to figure out how to lead where you're at, I want you to think about that and see how no matter where you are, you can be positive and provide value to every single interaction that you have. The last thing I wanted to leave with you is just to say that Your job is not your life and it doesn't equal your worth. This is something that was huge for me over the past couple years, especially coming from the military. The military was my identity. I was an Air Force officer. I was a public affairs officer. That is exactly who I was. Not true. I'm so much more. I'm a whole person. I have hobbies, activities. I have family and friends. So when I came over to the civilian sector, I encountered the same issue. I put all of my worth, my time, my effort, my energy into my job because that is what I thought I had to do. And with doing that, I burnt myself out very quickly because I didn't have anything else to look forward to. I would be at home checking emails, even though honestly, my job wasn't really that hard, but I just thought that it had to be that way. I always thought I had to put that amount of effort into it. So when you think of your job, yes, it you can be super passionate about it. You can really want to do a good job. And I'm not saying do not do a good job. Try as hard as you can for what you know at the time with what energy you have. But what I'm saying is have other things in your life. Have other things that you look forward to, a hobby, your family and friends. And the other thing about the Start Today practice that Rachel Hollis does, and it really helped me too, was write down 10 things of gratitude every day. And it does change your mindset in a way. But what I actually learned from it was by doing that practice, I learned what actually brought me joy. And what brought me joy was actually hanging out with people. Every time, almost every day I wrote down, I got to have a great conversation with my friend or I got to talk to my family member that I don't get to talk to very often. 
all of those things, I was like, I kept repeating them. I was like, oh, well, if this is what brings me joy, I need to incorporate it more into my life. So take an opportunity to see what else could bring you joy. And it's not your value, it's not your worth, but it's other things to surround you with what you can grow with that is so much more than your job. Okay, guys, that's all I have. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and have some good nuggets to take with you. Enjoy and have a good day. Thanks for listening to another episode of Lead Into It. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean a lot to me if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to help future listeners. If you want to learn more about the podcast or me, go to leadintoit.co. That's leadintoit.co. Thanks again.